Hello and welcome back. If you're new here, hi, I'm Jen, your female empowerment mentor. And if you have been here before, thank you so much for coming back. I'm super excited for today's episode where we are going to be diving deep into the topic of negative self-talk and how it can actually affect your own personal growth and transformation. And I know for me, especially negative self-talk is something that many people struggle with. And despite your aspirations and hard work, you may be finding yourself stuck in this like repeating cycle of negative self-talk and limiting beliefs that just leave you feeling frustrated and discouraged and not really sure where to go next. And I'll be honest, it's difficult to break this cycle, but it's not impossible Because the good news is we have the ability to shift our minds. And within this episode, I'm going to be sharing with you some of the tools and strategies that you can start to implement to overcome negative self-talk and actually achieve those goals that you are setting for yourself. So we'll discuss the root cause of negative self-talk, why it's difficult to break it, and most importantly, how you can take the action to stop it in its tracks. And my hope for you is that by the end of this episode, you'll have a better understanding of what negative self-talk really is, why it's a common problem, especially among women, and most importantly, how you can use the tools and strategies we discuss to make positive changes in your life. So let's get started. Welcome to Embracing Your Energy a spiritual podcast for women who are ready to break free from the limits they've set for themselves. I'm Jen Murphy, a life coach, mindfulness expert, and your host. I'm here to guide you on a journey of self-discovery and transformation. On this podcast, we'll be diving into visualizing your possibilities, reprogramming your subconscious, and manifesting your desires. We'll be discussing practical tips and techniques to help you tap into your intuition, increase your self-worth, and create the life you've always dreamed of. This podcast is for the woman who wants to create a life that aligns with her values, passions, and purpose. So whether you're feeling stuck, lost, or just ready for a change, you're in the right place. Remember, you are worthy, you are capable, and you have the power to manifest your wildest dreams. So get ready to let go of limiting beliefs, make some much-needed mindset shifts, and finally manifest abundance and success. Let's start embracing your energy. Hello and welcome back. We have an amazing episode right now that I'm super thrilled to share, and it is all about negative self-talk. And a lot of times I find people don't even realize how much negativity they have in their minds. They're like, oh, I don't do negative self-talk. I don't look at myself in the mirror and tell me what's wrong. But it's actually we have a lot of programming from our whole entire life that may be having negative self-talk going on in the background. And this can come out in forms of when you see someone, say you see another woman and you're like, you love her outfit, but you're just like, oh, like, of course she can pull that off. But by saying that, you're negatively telling yourself that you could never pull that off. So starting to recognize 
the different forms of negative self-talk. And it's not necessarily looking in a mirror being like, you need to change this, you need to change that. Yes, that 100% is also negative self-talk. But the piece that we're really going to be diving into today is the negativity that's going on in the back of our minds, almost on autopilot. And this can be stemming from things that happened within your childhood, comments people made, even comments that you don't even remember were made, but have shifted your mind while it was developing. So if you've never even heard of the term negative self-talk, it is the internal dialogue or thoughts that you have about yourself. And these are usually critical, self-defeating, and pessimistic. And having these thoughts can actually limit your potential and prevent you from pursuing your goals and dreams. For instance, say you want to become a teacher and you're going through school and you're just like, I will never be the best teacher. Like there's always someone better. I'm never going to fully understand. All of that is just all your self-doubt for yourself. And it's actually preventing you from giving it your all and tuning in to yourself to become the best teacher you could be. And this can apply for any job. I previously was a teacher, and that's kind of why I picked that example, but it can be for anything. It can be a lawyer. It can be a coach. It could be a doctor, literally anything. You can convince yourself, and you can find evidence in your life why it may be hard to achieve that goal, but you convince yourself that that goal is unachievable, and I'm here to tell you every single goal is achievable You have to work hard sometimes, usually most of the time, and you have to be dedicated enough to keep showing up and trying and learning. And you also have to be ready to make the mindset shifts that you need to show up and embody the life you want to live. So having negative self-talk is very common. Like I mentioned, I feel like everyone has it, whether you announce that you have it or you don't, even the most confident person walking around probably has some form of negative self-talk within them, something that they're always scared to go up against. And that's just being a human. And so you don't have to necessarily look down on it, but you can be like, okay, I just noticed that I had this negative thought about myself. How can I start to replace it? So if you're not doing that, just constantly thinking these thoughts again and again will lead you into this spiral and it creates a behavior that reinforces the limiting belief that's holding you back. And by reinforcing that limiting belief, you don't end up moving forward and overcoming the obstacles in your way to achieve your dreams and goals. With that happening, it also can affect your physical health by leading to stress, anxiety, and a bunch of other negative emotions because your body is constantly trying to reach that new state of being but has to focus all its energies on all this negativity you're bringing in. And I saw on TikTok the other day that there was this study done and sometimes when you are cold in your hands and feet, we just kind of assume it's, you're not having like blood flow and really it can, that's one reason. But another reason is your stress that is happening and your body pumping all its blood to the area that is experiencing the stress. So for instance, if you've ever felt like 
you get physical symptoms of stress. For instance, maybe your throat is always sore or your neck, but maybe the limiting belief and the negativity that's there is affecting your throat chakra. So all the physical symptoms are coming out there and we need to target some of your limiting beliefs around speaking and sharing your voice and your truth. And by doing so, it can start to alleviate some of the physical pain that is occurring there. And by doing so, your body no longer has to push all the blood flow there to help make it move. So having any type of negative self-talk can affect you more than just mentally. And it really can start to hold you back. And not only mentally, but also physically, like I just said, because by having all these physical pains, you might then use all of that as evidence of why you can't do that thing you're trying to do. So it's important to recognize and start to challenge any negative self-talk that is occurring within your mind in order to push forward and achieve the growth and transformation you're aiming for. And negative self-talk eventually becomes a habit that we're not even sure is happening or we're not aware that it's happening. So a habit If you've ever read Atomic Habits by James Clear, I know I talk about it a lot, but it really breaks down how to form a habit and how habits are formed. And habits make up your entire behavior. So you have a cue, and then you have a routine, and then you have a reward. So the cue is just kind of what sparks the whole action. And the routine is the action that's taking place. And the reward is the outcome. And the word reward is usually thought of positively, but it can also be a consequence or something negative. For instance, say my routine is I come home and I watch TV after work every day. So my cue is I walk in the door and sit on the couch. My routine is I turn on the TV, watch a few hours until it's time to sleep. And my reward is I got to zone out. That might be a positive thing for you right now. But in the long run, if you take, say, two years of you zoning out five days a week for several hours, say you zone out for three hours each day, so 15 hours a week. So if you spent three hours Monday through Friday watching TV, or three hours a day Monday through Friday watching TV, so 15 hours a week, that's 780 hours a year. And that is almost... 15% of your year watching TV, which doesn't seem that much in comparison to 100%. However, there is a very good chunk of that time that you are also sleeping. So if you start to really break down the hours, that ends up being a lot of time spent. If we remove your eight hours of working and your eight hours of sleeping, by spending that much time Negatively, you are not living up to your potential or living up to what life has to offer you for all those hours. And that is a negative. And another negative could also be you're not watching anything to help you learn and grow. And I'm not saying every time you watch TV, it has to be like a documentary where you learn and you have this whole new idea of life and all of that. I definitely sit down and sometimes just unwind with a movie, fully get it, like understand I'm on your side. We need that as well. It's called balance. So I remember when I was back in the classroom, 
I would be so tired from teaching, I couldn't wait to get home and spend like four hours on my couch watching TV and pointless TV. Like just TV I didn't necessarily have to pay attention to, but I claimed I needed noise in the background. And this was just to take away any sense that I could tune into myself. But at the time, I just thought it was I needed the noise. And so I would come home, turn on the TV, sit on the couch, pull out my laptop and continue my work for the rest of the evening of whatever I couldn't finish during the day. And that's a whole other thing of bringing all my work home. But I only lived for the weekends. Like I thought my life could only happen on the weekends. And when it came to the weekends, I spent all day Saturday or all day Sunday sitting on the couch on my computer doing more work to prep for the week ahead. So I really had one day off. And so for those years that I was in the classroom, I really was only living for one day a week to do whatever I wanted. And usually that day turned into errands and grocery shopping and meal prepping and that kind of, it wasn't necessarily living life. So for several years, I only took like 52 days to live and it wasn't even living the life I want to live or that I wanted to live. It was just living to exist. And I look back and I can't believe that's kind of where I was. And I think it's so easy to get into that cycle because when I was in that cycle, I constantly was telling myself like, this is life. Like I'm grown up now. This is life. You have bills, you have to work, like work is first. I think that's very like American of us. I feel like a lot of other countries don't have this belief, whereas a lot of countries work to live, but we live to work. I took work as my own identity. If someone was like, hey, like, tell us who you are. The immediate thing I would say is I'm a teacher and my name's Jen. Like, I didn't even say my name first. It just immediately was my job. And I find that still happens. And I'm currently trying not to explain myself as my job when I meet new people. And a lot of times, a lot of small talk is about your work and your job. And yes, I love being a coach. I love what I do right now, but it's also not my only identity in life. And I have all these other identities. And when someone sees me or if I'm hanging out with my friends, I don't always want to be classified as the coach or the one that is helping you overcome a limiting belief or a negative mindset because I am so much more than that as well. And I don't want that to be my entire identity of the only thing I can do. And sometimes like I also fall into the negative mindset and I constantly have limiting beliefs that I'm working through. I feel like we will always have them that we're going through, but it's important to identify them and recognize that it's our ego talking and it's just there trying to keep us safe. And it's not there trying to scare us and, control our life, but it's just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) Like this has happened in the past. This could happen again. You could get hurt. Like maybe we don't do it. And as sweet as that is (laughs) for our ego, it's also great to be like that. I understand like that did happen. We were there. This was hard, but let me tell you, we're safe. We're not doing that again. This also has happened and this is where we can end up. So it's important to know that over time, all that self-talk that we're having 
especially when it's negative, becomes a habit that we're not even aware of. And it forms this new pattern of thinking that continues into our future. So if you're constantly listening to your ego and you're scared to take a chance, you end up scared to do anything in life. Maybe you can think of it almost as I see it with my nephews all the time. They are fearless when it comes to the playground. (laughs) Like they will jump on whatever. They'll jump from whatever height. I was over there the other night and they were playing lava and they were just jumping from furniture to furniture, not even thinking about the bad outcome of what could happen and how they could get hurt. Whereas all the adults were like, oh my goodness, calm down. Like you might get hurt. And immediately we went negative and we started to limit them of what they were capable of and not saying allow children to run around with like fire and stuff. Obviously, the floor was not on fire. It was the game lava. But, and we don't want them like jumping where they do get hurt. But it's also, we start to get just scared of life and scared of what could happen to us when in reality, life is so short. Like, you have no guarantee of tomorrow, but we act like we're living to be a hundred. But in reality, like, you might live to be 20, you might live to be 30. Like, hopefully you don't. Hopefully you have a super long life that is full of everything you want and all the desires you want. But so often we get so scared of it. And we see, especially people retiring, being like, okay, I'm like retired, but I'm too scared now to like go out and do something because I'm older. Like I always said I would travel, but what might like, what if I hurt my hip or my knee? Like we always have something that is trying to limit us. And again, that's our ego just trying to protect us. And so it's really important to recognize it and realize that it's influencing our beliefs and our experiences. And you don't have to listen to it. You can just say, oh, thanks. And I started doing that within the past year. I would hear my ego and I'd be like, thank you. Thank you for warning me, but I'm still going to take this chance and this opportunity because I trust that there's good on the other side as well. And it's not always negative and something bad's going to happen because I have experienced so much good in my life as well. So by recognizing it, you're able to validate it and push it aside. And like I said, like negative self-talk is just a form of self-protection. Your ego loves you. She wants to like hold you, keep you safe, let you never go out into the world because the world can be a scary place, but you just need to nurture her and be like, I hear you. Like it's valid. What you are saying is valid. Like that could happen, but this could also happen. And if this happened, imagine where we will be in a few years. So really starting to understand what you're anticipating, whether it's failure or rejection or disappointment or embarrassment, and tell yourself that doesn't have to be the outcome of whatever you're up against. And breaking that habit of negative self-talk is difficult because it's deeply ingrained within your thinking patterns and it's almost on autopilot. It's automatic, it's in your subconscious, and it is just going and going and going. And that is why shadow work is so important to bring those to light. 
And especially when you're able to identify your ego stepping in, you could take that into your shadow work session and really dive into where that belief formed and is coming from. So you can nurture that belief and be like, okay, I see this happen maybe once, but doesn't mean it's going to happen a hundred other times if we go down the same road. Like, yes, it could happen, but also it's not that bad if that happens. Like, we're going to keep going on. Like we're strong, we're independent, like we're able to persevere and all of that. So finding out where to really dig in and knowing that maybe you're not in the mindset right now to dig into certain ones and being okay with that, knowing you will come back. And if you are new to shadow work, you can always grab my shadow work guide. It goes over the eight benefits of shadow work and gets you started with 50 prompts especially resonating with self-love, which is a great spot to start with shadow work. You can grab that at jenmurphy.co forward slash shadow or find it in the show notes of this episode. But shadow work is a great way to start breaking the cycle of negative self-talk. And again, that self-talk is just a coping mechanism that you have developed over the years. And it's a way to deal with the stress. And even though it's challenging to let go, know that there are other coping skills out there. You don't always have to limit yourself and scare yourself from trying something new. You could try it and have additional coping skills. So although it's hard to break that habit, it is possible. And The more you work at it, the easier it will become and you'll start to become more aware of your thoughts and you'll begin to actually challenge those negative beliefs and be like, why do I think that? Why do I think I can't be a teacher? Here I am getting promotion after promotion, like a bunch of schools want me, all the students love me. Like why? Just because I thought I messed up in one lesson or one person said, maybe you should have said this differently. I'm a human. Like I can say it the way it comes out of my mouth. (laughs) And yes, I could reflect and be like, maybe that wasn't the best way to say it, but going forward, I can adjust and do it this way, but also not being scared to still try something new and replacing all that negative self-talk with positive affirmations. And a great way to do that is to go through a thought download. I do this a lot with my one-on-one clients and you can always reach out to me on Instagram if you're interested to learn more at jenmurphy.co and just be like, I need help with my limiting beliefs (laughs) and I will be more than happy to support you. But it's finding those affirmations and utilizing them. And anytime that negative thought comes up, stating your affirmation helps your brain see that you are actively replacing and rewiring what it's currently thinking is its main programming. And then incorporating that into your rituals and daily practice, whether it's yoga and with each breath you're repeating your mantra and that mantra is your affirmation or maybe it's meditation and you're sitting there repeating it or journaling and you're writing about this new affirmation. There's a lot of other ways you can also start to reprogram using that affirmation. So with all of that, it's important to also figure out the root cause of that negative self-talk. A lot of times it's societal pressures that are placed on women and it plays this very important role within the negative self-talk. And this can be the unrealistic beauty standards, gender roles, and expectations around success. All of that contributes 
to how women think and talk to themselves and treat themselves. And we can internalize these pressures and expectations and they can make us feel like we're not measuring up or maybe they're leading to feelings of inadequacy and self-doubt. But it's important to notice where it's coming from. Is it an unrealistic beauty standard that you are playing on repeat in your mind? Or is it because someone told you that you're a woman and you have to stay home and you can't be the breadwinner of your family? Is it someone that is constantly telling you you have to marry someone who's rich? Like in all of that, just someone saying it one time will program, it won't reprogram, it will program your mind to believe that. And that's why we need to reprogram it to know, hey, like someone said that, don't know who said that, it's not the truth. I can be the breadwinner. I can be successful. I can own my own company. I can live a life of my dreams, all of that. And it's kind of hard because the media and advertising around us, especially social media, can really promote this ideal image of perfection. And for the majority, that's unattainable. I like to think of this as we start to compare ourselves to people outside of our quote unquote level. So for instance, when we were younger and before we all had social media and cell phones, you could only compare yourself to your classmates. It was like, ooh, like she has this top and I want a top like that. And now it's like, oh my goodness, look at like Kim Kardashian over here. She has this, I need to do this. Well, You guys aren't in the same social economic status. You're not in the same area of life. You're not even the same age. And I think you can see this a lot with a lot of the younger children on TikTok and Instagram who, if you compare a 13-year-old now to when I was 13, like we just look completely different. And it's all because of the societal pressures they're getting online. And All of that just ends in this constant cycle of self-criticism and self-doubt, and it just makes them feel way less confident and insecure about themselves. And I saw this so much when I was in the middle school classroom with my students and just how much they wanted to change. I had girls coming in in seventh grade being like, I'm going to get lip filler. And I'm like, no, you're in seventh grade. (laughs) Like, calm down. Like, they were just trying to create themselves into someone who at that time they shouldn't even relate themselves to. And that's when all these stories end up programming our subconscious mind. So constantly she just always felt like she didn't have enough lips. And so she would do the overlining of her lips. She would almost do, she didn't call it the duck face, but it seemed like the duck face, if you know what I'm talking about, just to like make her lips look fuller in a picture. Like all she ever thought about was her lips and how they looked. And I was like, you're in seventh grade. There are so many other things that are going on that we need to like prioritize. Yeah. So just seeing where a whole story that's in your mind has come from is so important because I'm sure she could look back right now and be like, what was I thinking? Like, and who knows, maybe she's like, I got lip filler and I love it now because she's probably in college age. So She's probably like 18, 19 right now. So maybe she did. I don't know. But it's just like crazy to think and to start to recognize the younger generation around us and what is programming their minds right now and what we are allowing to program. 
And that's pretty much it. Like your childhood basically programmed your life. And in your childhood, you're not that in control of everything. You're not in control of the environment you live in. You're not in control of the people you're around. You're not in control of the experiences that happen to you. And yes, really great experiences can happen, but also really negative and bad experiences and trauma can happen. And unfortunately, the trauma kind of outdoes the positive. And so if you're constantly receiving trauma at a young age, it affects your development. And if you don't believe that, go to Google right now. I did so much with trauma with children. That was actually what I specialized in within teaching. I had a whole separate degree advanced graduate degree. And it was all about the effects of trauma within children and brain development. And by learning that, I realized like all of us, that happened to us. And yes, there's a bunch of different types of trauma, but the most important thing to remember, every trauma affects every brain differently. So someone's trauma of getting in a car crash versus someone's trauma of getting like abused as a child can affect the brain in the same exact way. And now I'm not saying one is worse than the other because they literally affect how the brain develops, especially since your brain isn't fully developed. And if you want to learn more about it, definitely just go to Google and type in child trauma brain versus quote unquote normal brain. And it will show you the gaps that happen within your brain. And so what happens is it literally takes away pieces of your brain. Like they just don't develop and you can see it in the scans. And there's a million pictures on Google that even show it. So to reprogram it, we have to rebuild those. And it is possible I've done a lot of research behind it, and there are ways, but unfortunately, the older you get, the harder it is to reprogram. It's definitely way easier to reprogram while your mind is still developing. However, that's not the only time you can reprogram. There are other ways around it. So just starting to notice what happened in your childhood, even the positive things or what you thought was positive could have a negative effect and it could lead you to having a negative self-talk pattern that makes you not even realize something happening around you is bad. And this usually comes back to white privilege and what could happen to you and you think it's normal and then you meet someone else and they are from a different background and you just don't even consider it because although it was great that it happened to you and maybe it was really positive you miss that you miss seeing how the negative side of it could have affected your own development and you almost become ignorant to what could be happening around you so starting to really break down both helps you figure out the root cause. And finding that self-awareness and identifying that root cause can help you start to target where you need to begin on your journey. And again, this journey is ever going, like it's never ending. There's always going to be more. You may think you got to the bottom of one issue and then you're working on five issues down the road and the first issue gets re-triggered and you're like, okay, it's not done. It's almost like an onion. Every time you peel off a layer, another layer might come off when you're peeling another onion. Well, I guess that doesn't actually happen when you peel onions, but you know what I'm saying. So 
just because you think you finished one, it could also not be done and be influenced by something else to kind of go back in at a new lens because you have removed a limit that was in your mind about other limit that you thought you unpacked. I'm very visual. And so that starts to get kind of messy with words, but starting to introduce visualization is so important when you're reprogramming your subconscious mind. And visualization is a technique that involves using mental imagery to create or recreate the desire that you want. And it helps us align our conscious desires with our subconscious ones. And our subconscious takes up 95% of our mind. So it's so important within that 5% that we have control over to be thoughtful and be forward thinking into what we need to think so it can start to reprogram that other 95%. And by doing so, we'll reduce our stress, our anxiety, and all of that. And there's so many different techniques like guided imagery, self-directed imagery, creative visualization. There's so many different types of visualization. And it's important to explore to figure out which works best for you, but know that it's possible to overcome that negative self-talk and to actually achieve your goals. And like we talked earlier, using positive affirmations is a great way, especially if you're creating your own from a limiting belief. And they can constantly be changing. And I think you should work it up almost like baby steps to get to the new affirmation you need because you want your affirmation to be believable enough for your brain to accept it. So maybe going from, I'm a millionaire, your brain's like, no, you're not. Like, like, calm it down. You might be like, I am great with my money. And then from there, you might be like, I have $10,000 in my savings account. And once you hit 10,000, you're like, whoa, I really do. And then you find the next one. So just because you pick one affirmation doesn't mean that's the affirmation for the rest of your life. And you can always decide, okay, this one's working, but I'm going to put it to the side for a bit and really focus on this piece of my life. So negative self-talk definitely is a very common problem a lot of us experience. And again, it can be caused by societal pressures, childhood experiences, and a lot of other factors. But by embracing that negative self-talk, it starts to form that habit, which then makes it difficult to break. But using tools like visualization, affirmations, it helps you shift your mindset, internal limiting belief into an empowering belief, allowing you to turn negative self-talk into positive self-talk. So I recommend you create a specific plan to start implementing affirmations or visualization into your daily life. And I highly recommend joining our community. We're just over on Instagram at jenmurphy.co and I'll help you stay accountable and motivated throughout the whole time. And please remember to be patient with yourself and kind to yourself This is a journey. You don't have to run your way through it. It's actually never ending. So what's the rush? Like, what are you rushing for? Just slow down and go at the pace that your soul is calling. And remember to celebrate your progress along the way. 
So a few places you could learn even more is definitely check out some of my blog posts on my website, jenmurphy.co. I go a lot into reprogramming and a lot into limiting beliefs. Also be sure to check out my Instagram at jenmurphy.co, also on TikTok. And all of that can definitely help you on your personal growth and transformation journey. A few books I love is The Power of Now or You Are a Badass. I'll link all of that in the show notes. And a few apps I enjoy is Insight Timer or Headspace or Calm. Those are great with guided meditations to help you start to do the inner work. So we've covered a lot of ground in today's episode about the truth of negative self-talk and how to stop it. So doing a quick recap of the main points we discussed, we talked about how negative self-talk can be a common problem, especially among women, and it can be caused by various factors such as societal pressures, childhood experiences, and more. And negative self-talk can also become a habit that is super difficult to break, but using the practical tools such as visualization, positive affirmations, it's possible to actually shift from negative to positive self-talk. We also highlighted the importance of self-awareness in identifying that root cause and taking the action to reprogram your subconscious mind. We discussed how visualization and affirmations can help with that shift in your mindset. And I gave you a few different practical tools and strategies you can start to use. But The biggest takeaway I want you to get from this is simply put that you have the power to shift your negative self-talk to positive, and you have the power to overcome any limiting belief in your way. All you have to do is be consistent and show up. By doing so, you'll begin to actually reprogram your subconscious mind, and as you reprogram and rewire it, you're going to unlock your full potential And the transformation is beautiful. So I want to empower you to take action and make positive changes in your life today. I encourage you to create a specific plan for implementing just one of these tools once a week. I invite you to share your experience and progress with me on social media at jenmurphy.co and allow me to support and uplift you as we work together towards our goals. So thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I hope you found it valuable and empowering and be sure to join me on the next episode where we'll be diving into another topic related to personal growth and transformation. See you then. That's a wrap for today's episode of Embracing Your Energy. I hope you found today's topic helpful and inspiring on your journey towards self-discovery and manifestation. Remember, small steps lead to big changes, so keep practicing the techniques and exercises we've discussed. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to follow the podcast to stay up to date on new episodes and to never miss a chance to expand your growth and potential. And if you feel like this podcast is resonating with you and you would like to support it, please rate and review the podcast. It helps other people find it. Also, I would be so grateful if you would share this podcast with your friends and family. And if you decide to share it on social media, please be sure to tag me at jenmurphy.com. The more headphones and hearts we reach, the more people we can help on their journey towards self-discovery and manifestation. 
Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time on Embracing Your Energy. Remember, it's time to let go of those limiting beliefs, make those much needed mindset shifts and finally manifest abundance and success. Get ready to step into your power and finally start embracing your energy. All right, take care, my friend.